No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 17. My name is Phil and I'll be your host tonight. It is February 29th, 2012 and I'm going to kick off the shout outs. I'd like to give my shout out to the German and the Russian groups representing on TS3. Let me tell you, they're rolling deep. So uh, Darren, who do you got tonight? Well, first, that's very cool. So welcome, guys. Uh, my shout out tonight will be to my family and uh, also I want to give a shout out to everybody that's been killing me in tribes. And uh, my buddies that I've been playing Mass Effect 3 with, been fun. Who do you got to, Brandon? Hi, I'm Brandon, also known as Catrick Hill, and tonight I'll be kicking off my shout-outs uh, to Belric and to all the... Or Mech Specs. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're leaving that, too. All right, Greg, who do you got? Go for it. I want to shout-out to the Save Derpy movement. Uh, for all the My Little Pony fans out there, let's get moving, Mech Warriors. Googled Save Derpy, sign the petitions. Get her name back in the show. Yeah, I'm right on that. Yeah. Uh, next, we'll move into the No Guts, No Galaxy news, anything and everything in GNG. Um, to kick off tonight, we'll uh, go over the list of our international listeners, um, starting at number 10 uh, with the Netherlands. Uh, Bulgaria moved up to number 9. Russia at number 8. United Kingdom moved up a spot to number 7. Finland moved up to number 6. Belgium at 5, Portugal at 4, Australia at 3, Germany moved up to number 2, and once again at number 1, Canada. Um, also a reminder that, uh, again, for any units that are interested in getting your spot on our NGNG Outreach TS3, uh, do it now. Uh, spots are going quick. We actually, as uh, Phil just mentioned, we had some Germans come and Russians, and they're setting up their units, so let's do it. Uh, hop on to TS3. Our information's on our website, uh, nogutsnogalaxy.net. And when you jump on there, you can talk to Phil and or I believe uh, you can talk to Alex, our engineer as well. I think I saw him setting somebody up the other day. Be a part of the community. Don't be an individual. Do it. Join us. You can, uh, you know, if you can't get enough of us talking about bullshit all day, you can jump on TS3 and hear us do it every day. Uh, also, big news, GDC is in five days, starts uh, Monday next week. So, hopefully, I'm still planning on being there. Not hopefully I'm planning on being there, I am planning on being there. Hopefully I will be there, um, at least, you know, for a couple days next week. Um, perhaps a live broadcast from GDC on Wednesday, we'll see. Uh, anything you want to add that, Phil? Uh, just stay tuned, and yes, you can hate Darren as much as I do right now, because he gets to go and I don't, so, yeah, whatever, We shall Darren. see, but yeah, go for it. Um, also, I said last week that we would announce, um, perhaps by tonight, uh, the play with the NGNG crew as far as playing different games, Mega Mech, MWL, etc. Um, I think what we're going to do is we'll start this the week after GDC, because our minds are kind of all... Uh, focused on that right now as well as our extra spare time and our efforts so um, not next week but the following week we'll start something where you know uh, one night a week couple nights a week something like that we'll play um, you know MWL Mega Mech tribes anything I don't know whatever 
people feel like doing, whoever's on, and uh, we'll have some fun together. Um, also, I want to uh, reiterate, we are looking for feedback. It can be negative feedback. It can be positive feedback. It can be neutral. Whatever. Just give us some feedback on our show. Um, we'd like to know what you want to hear less of, more of, etc. You can leave that feedback on our uh, Facebook page or on our website or email us, whatever is easier for you. And uh, also want to announce a new option for people. Um, basically, I guess we'll call this uh, unit sponsorship or ads. Um, if you have a unit or you're putting together a unit for MWO or even MWL, anything, um, and you're wanting to recruit or uh, bring notice to yourself for whatever reason, um, you can now uh, donate to NGNG. It could be any amount, literally. And we will advertise you at some point on the show. Um, and basically, you know, you, you can contact us and let us know what you want us to say. But literally. along the lines, literally, um, if you want to, uh, you know, announce your new unit or you're taking new members, whatever, uh, contact us. Um, any, uh, any donation will do and uh, we'll get your name out there and hopefully get you some members. You can um, literally announce the announcement of your new unit. Literally, literally, literally announce it, yes. Um, and then on the topic of donations, uh, we are still and always will be accepting donations. Uh, those donations go to pay for things like TS3, which we're all on right now, uh, new equipment, software, prizes. We're looking to do T-shirts very soon. I, we were just very talking about soon. that today. Very soon. Yes, and we got the. We basically had to get our logo from our artist, and we got it today, literally. And uh, yep. so be ready for some T-shirts for those who... Uh, one one, I guess. Yep. So those will be uh, obviously t-shirts will be available for sale, but we'll also give them away for prizes and so forth. And that is it on the news today, Phil. All right, guys. Book of the month. Now we changed this up, and we let you guys know last uh, week. And I think this will be a little bit more fitting. So we're going to just quickly within the last next like five minutes, just sort of discuss uh, the overall thoughts about uh, decision at Thunder Rift. So you you know you've all had a month to read it. Um, so let's let's just get your overall thoughts. I mean, uh, let's go with uh, Brandon. I think Brandon's actually the newest one to the to the series. So, what were your just overall thoughts, just in a few words? Well, did you like it? Hate it? Yeah. Loved it. Probably up there with one of the must reads in the BattleTech universe, as far as all the books go. Definitely was one of the ones that you either want to start with, or one of the ones you want to read close to the start. Okay. What about you, uh, Greg? I love it. It wasn't the first uh, Battletech book that I ever read, but I can see why it's at the start of the series. Or one of the first books they put out. And I definitely recommend it to anyone. It's It really takes you back to the roots of it. What about you, Darren? Well, I mean, you, you, we talk about it all the time. Uh, it was the first book I read. Um, that was a long time ago. Um, but then I read it again recently. Uh, you know, it really has everything that I love about a Battletech novel. Um, I was just actually looking at the artwork for the original cover, and what I remember back then is thinking how freaking huge and amazing a freaking locust was. <laughs> you know, like that, that, uh, the old cover it really puts in pers perspective how big even a 20 ton mech is. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, Carlisle's commandos and, and the beginning of a, a Merc unit 
and um, I really liked everything about it. I think that also sent me on my path to really liking and preferring Merc units over the houses and so forth. Um, so, I mean, I loved everything about it. A, a lot of battle. Did you, did you have a favorite moment, I guess, in the novel that you would say, like, one specific point that was your favorite part? Well, we already talked about it. You know, I think my favorite moment in the big standout was when uh, when he came up, approached the locust in the street, and you know, in the cul-de-sac or whatever, the alley and cornered it with his uh, Inferno launcher. And uh, that really stuck out the most to me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I really did like it from beginning to end. Did, I mean, Greg, Brennan, did you guys have any, like, favorite moments? Like, there was a specific part. Was there, like, uh, at the Thunder Rift? Was it, like, in the city fighting? I mean, what was your overall, like, something that just popped out to you that, that you want to talk about? Greg, you want to go first? Uh, starts also between the mech jailbreak scene and when he decides to ram, I think it's the Wasp, with the um, hovercraft. It's, I just it's see a, like an awesome thought process. Like, oh man, all right, this is gonna have to work. <laughs> I think. Um, let's see, it was written by William Keith Jr. I think he has a really good grasp on uh, telling the story of combat. You know, he makes you feel like you're there. You can feel the attention and the excitement and everything. I think he. You know, some authors were better or worse at combat or storytelling or whatever. Um, I think he was well-rounded. But he accepts storytelling. I think my favorite part of the book overall was actually near the end, um, and that was when they were fighting at the Thunder Rift. And uh, for those who have read, I mean, you can almost imagine there's this gaping hole in this mountainside, and they're at the top shooting down, and they're not doing too bad, but just wave after wave of troops, and they're literally getting forced back into this, like, you know, uh, lake, if you will. And, you know, I think the. I think just generally that was something I really liked. It was sort of like that desperate desperation. Like it wasn't, it wasn't anything we've felt like in the games and just sort of that their life, you know, and uh, was on the line literally. And um, I think that was my favorite part of the novel and, you know, Lori um, and the fire, you know, her being deathly afraid of the fire and she doesn't really, you know, I don't want to ruin the next few ones, but it, it's something that she deals with uh, uh, for a, deals a with long it over, time. Yeah, a couple books. So, uh, Brennan, I mean, did you have any specific favorite part? Yeah, actually. Um, well, let's just start with a little bit of background. My first Battletech book was Way of the Clans, um, and then I went to Decision at Thunder Rift. The biggest difference between the two, and probably my favorite thing about Decision at Thunder Rift, is the perspective he puts the battle mix. It's the first time you actually really get description of in-city fighting and just how how destructive a battle mech actually was, how intimidating and how dangerous it truly was. Yeah, in Way of the Clans, clan warriors, best of the best, didn't really go... I just didn't feel that it gave the battle mech enough credit. I think what uh, one of the things you're touching on is um, some of the novels get really in-depth as far as the small things. Um, and I think some of the novels sort of lose that, and that's to be expected. You're talking about large battles, and so the the one-on-ones and you know lance-on-lance action is really sort of lost in some of the novels. Now, granted, you get more in other areas, but um, overall, I love the book. Um, it's one of those things that 
if I was to suggest, you know, starting anywhere, I would say start with Decision of Thunder Rift. And you get a good sense of what the time frame was, the weapon, the technology, and, you know, it does progress forward. So, um, you know, next month we will, uh, we will have uh, the next novel. We'll have it up on our website for you, and you can follow along. And uh, obviously it continues um, the Great Death uh, Legion uh, trilogy almost. Uh, and we will so. be doing the Book of the Month a little bit differently uh, from this point on. We did mention that last show. Um, so it won't be so much a play-by-play, chapter-by-chapter thing, but we will discuss it and we'll uh, announce the next book on our next show. Awesome, guys. We're going to be moving on now to uh, MechWare Online. And obviously, we've only got five days until GDC. So if you're not as excited as I am, I mean, not only just for MWO, but obviously the other uh, Mac Battletech uh, genre stuff that'll be there. So uh, Tuesday Surprise, this actually was, this caught me off guard. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I, I got on the computer and I had Brandon... I think you were at class and you were tech- hitting me up on Steam and you're like, hey, there's something might be coming out. And I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, I, I was like, it's supposed to be on a Wednesday, right? Yeah, it sounds about right. I was, I was in class. I know I was sending you a mass wave and then I know you went away for a bit and I was just furiously mashing at the keyboard when I found out what it was. <laughs> I took I took a nap. Like, I laid down. I had a sinus headache, took a nap, and I got up and here is this, oh, my God, 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 just... You know, you know, spazzing out on, um, and he linked me this video, and I clicked it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> um, all right, so first impressions, uh, the Atlas Drop uh, video. Uh, Brandon, go. Um, I don't know how to put it into one word besides awesome and Steiner Recon Lands. Greg. Um... I know that I'm probably going to catch flack for it, but I honestly wasn't too impressed with the trailer. Why not? I was hoping that a, a trailer that would come out, come out would have a little more gameplay aspect to it. It just seemed kind of blah, not really focusing on the online aspect of it, not focusing on the action aspect of it. It was cool to see more detail on the Atlas, but other than that, I didn't think there was much value add and it didn't make me want to play MWO as opposed to any other Battletech game. So. Okay. What about you, Darren? Well, I'm going to comment on that. See, personally, I, I think it comes from where your perspective. Um, number one, I wasn't expecting that video at all. It, you know, if we were ideally, if we were all to get what we want, it would just be that MWO, MWO comes out tomorrow and fuck all these trailers and in-game thing. Let's just play the damn game. But, um, Really, I understand the frustration because, yeah, of course I want to see in-game footage. I'm expecting to see that next week. But for me, I loved it. Um, I loved every moment of it, and I wanted to be in that fucking cockpit, and I wanted to be jumping down to that planet and going into battle. I could have watched, you know, an hour, a movie made like that. Um, It was beautiful. Uh, I'd love to see it, you know, updated in a new engine. Um, It did everything that it needed to do with me, which was... You know, if it was at all possible, make me want to play the game more. Um, I understand well, people's frustrations that it wasn't in-game footage, but I still think it was a beautiful trailer. And now, let me let me throw this out there. I liked it. Um, it wasn't in-game footage, and was I a little bit disappointed? Eh, not really. I mean, to be honest, uh, it did give a lot of clues away. Because first off, that was in-game. That wasn't a you know uh, just 
animated you know that was in-game graphics in-game lighting in-game everything uh, that was actually how the atlas looks that wasn't a high poly like just animation version that was the actual asset um and for a modeler and to you can actually go in there and you can see where um the technical stuff like normals and a ton of stuff is done um so me i was actually quite impressed and i mean it, it sort of it brought stuff that we'd never really seen. I mean, there's that one part, what, in, uh, was it MechWarrior 3, when it shows the summoner and the Nova being dropped out of the, you know, drop ship and stuff. But the concept, that's really all we've really seen as far as, like, hot drops. And, um... The thing to remember, too, is when you're, when you're talking about the past MechWarrior incarnations, whenever you'd see some cinematic... You know that that's not what the in-game footage looked like, or the in-game, you know, visuals. You know, you'd see some great cutscene, and you want your game to look like that, but then it would go back to the old crappy-looking shit or whatever, you know? Whereas this is using the in-game engine, and so you know it's going to be close to that, you know? And, and like you said, that is what the Atlas looks like in-game. So I think it was a, a lot more than just seeing some cutscene from the and game or whatever. on top of that, think of the timing. They're about to go to GDC. Why spill all your beans right before you can go to GDC? And they're obviously spending a lot of time. So I think, you know, overall, uh, I think a lot of the community liked it. Um, and it's but one of those let's things. But let's talk about a, a few of the specifics, though, about it. Like, uh, what's that other mech that's across the way? There's the Hunchback. It's also, that's been confirmed. The Jenner as well has been confirmed in it. Yeah, FD said it was a special variant of the Hunchback that he had modeled. So... See, I couldn't determine that myself, so kudos to whoever figured that out. I kept pausing and going, ah, fuck it, I don't know what it is. All the detail in the cockpit. It, it, it's one of those things that also some people may not have noticed. It was the left visually cockpit, or the, like the islands of the Atlas. Like people, the, the ferro glass and stuff, that's actually where the pilot was sitting. You actually, some people didn't even notice that. It's not like... The whole um, inside of the cockpit is the whole head part. No, you're actually on the left sort of side of it. And, uh, you know, stuff like the hula girl and all that. I mean, all that's in game. And, you know, I think, again, our expectations and what we expect out of game. And I'm not saying Alec doesn't have a point. That would have been cool to see a, uh, you know, in-game fighting scene. This is definitely cool. I could definitely see something like this being that sort of interlude between when you click play and drop. And it sort of gives you that, you know sense of you you know you're dropping into your mission and stuff hot so uh i, I would like really it. love to see somebody do a movie you know even a short one an hour or something like that uh, a BattleTech movie using something like that so we're gonna move on to obviously today um and one of the things it talked about was hot drop o'clock it you know basically they gave us a 1080p version uh, it is on youtube um, and the cool thing is they gave us a little bit of history about the whole shot and the and then the dropship. Um, now, dropships are cool, I guess, but they've never even re reached this level of cool. Like, the artwork is just pure... Uh, like, no one can even say, oh, that looks like Dark Age or whatever. Like, holy crap, it looks cool. I've never seen a Leopard class, any type of art that looked awesome. Like, you almost want to be able to like pilot one, you know, and I don't even like air assets. So you know what I thought was kind of funny? The little, the wheels on the bottom. Now I agree with you. Totally incredible. Amazing job. I did, but I look at those wheels and I think, really? That's going to hold that thing up? 
But you got to think, I mean, uh, these things, the leopard class isn't like the others. It lands just like the uh, normal aircraft would. Um, they don't have the downward thrust like the uh, right. the Union and the, the Overlord and stuff like that. I mean, Brandon yeah, it is Craig, amazing. I mean, well, did you guys like it? or? I love it. I love new artwork. One thing that always annoyed me about the leopard class dropship is I never understood growing up and seeing the TROs and stuff like that, I never understood how it would land and take off without wheels. Maybe that's just me being a naive little kid, but... Battletech <laughs> magic, man. You didn't know? <laughs> <laughs> so, another thing to... The, the one thing, again, we love about FD and all this stuff is um, the Leopard, uh, one, he actually gives it size and dimensions. Like, you can see those mech bay doors. You can see the, you know... The bridge. You can see all this stuff. You can, and again, he's just put something together that I think is awesome. I love his the um, hanger, the mech hanger. It actually looks realistic. Like I, I can, you know, it's not. Uh, there's these gantries. They're sophisticated. I mean, sh crap. Look at robots and mechanical arms that we have in factories right now. I mean, not to mention these tools that would help. Uh, you know, these mechanics lift these. Multi yeah, I love that crane pieces, with the guy right? sitting up above it and everything. That was so cool. I mean, and for those who have been in the military or worked on heavy equipment, we do use cranes like that when you're talking about multi-ton. You use stuff that goes all the way down and back. But I'll tell you, when I was first watching it, I, I was sort of blown away. I, I was like, okay, this is a mech bay. But then I was like, hold on, the thing just opened. Oh, it's a dropship. Ah, <laughs> I mean, Greg, I mean, were you uh, as taken aback about the details and the, the, the dropship? I liked it. Um, I really like some of the concept artwork. I think the new Leopard is a step up. It looks more like an actual spacecraft that could be capable of an atmospheric flight instead of a big, blocky shuttle. <laughs> so I think the effort that they're putting into updating the artwork in general has, is good and that they're not stopping at the mechs and they're putting the effort into the background and the dropships and the little stuff like the cranes like you mentioned the gantries I think it shows a lot of passion and I really love it that would be such a cool way to drop into uh, your missions <laughs> to be sitting in your cock watching yourself be lifted over the hole and then released you know can you imagine you're putting it's counting down you know 15 14 oh, 13 man. and the boosters start kicking in you know you get that final so i love that moment before battle and you're like psyching yourself out and you're ready to kick ass oh yeah so now i mean i'm gonna go off on a tangent here uh, but now you're imagining you're dropping right it's a countdown you've you know it's almost like uh battle tech meets saving private ryan meets some futuristic you know like the battle tech thing where you're 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 doing a hot drop you're getting shot at you've got tracers you got five i mean Hell, you may even have aerospace just zipping around. And, oh, we could sit here for hours and talk and talk. And Did talk. anybody but, notice anything about the target that they were dropping on? I did notice, like, a little building cluster or something down there. I, I don't know, actually. I mean, all, all I saw was a mountain and snow caps, and it looked like, obviously, a ton of trees. I didn't see... Uh, it was it was probably it was probably Canada. Uh, Make sure <laughs> yeah. just at Canada. I agree. We're invading Canada. The Steiners are coming. 
their Steiners are coming. So, uh, obviously, it was really cool. Loved it. Let's move on to the next part, the bonus story. Um, if you actually haven't read this, it was actually unique. Um, it talks about basically like one of the, the greatest mech warrior ever and is sort of... Um, I don't want to talking about me again? Jeez. Yes, I am. Uh, no, I, I said greatest, not oldest. Oh. <laughs> so there's different. Um, so uh, another very cool thing. By, and you can see Randall Bill's influence in all of this. And, you know, the naysayers out there, you know, whatever. Uh, you guys got way too much time on your hands. Uh, if anything, uh, I think this has been a positive thing overall for those who haven't been into the Battletech and MechWarrior universe. I think... You know, people keep saying they're sort of remodeling everything. They're redoing sort of uh, their own touch. Well, I'd like to think of it as it needed it. And, it, you know, everything needed a facelift. So uh, I love the story. I love all the little details they're throwing in here. And, um, yeah, that's that's how I feel about it. So, uh, ditto. Just, just throwing that out there. All right, guys, we're going to move on to inter interesting forum post by the staff now of course brandon is on paul watch uh, but he also watches everyone else in a creepy sort of way uh but one of the things we wanted to point your attention to was on facebook mwo crew asked uh, if you're colorblind they are trying to incorporate the technology to help those who are colorblind check that out on their facebook page i'm sure there's a link uh, you guys can check um and you know obviously those with disabilities we like to help out and point that out so um you know i'm not colorblind but i've been seeing a lot of games doing this recently and i think that's pretty damn cool it's very cool i mean it's, it's awesome i mean to be honest so all right we're going to move on to the first post and it's paul and uh they basically paul's post was about the player cap and the basically gist of it was that the the player cap is best for all players and he basically said they can give us you know 128 by 128 but you're not going to get the visual fidelity not to mention the gameplay because of physics that you would at a smaller player level and he they basically go on to say that the amount of physics that is occurring during the game is a, the load is extremely high Compared to stuff like, and they even made the, the the mention of BF3. So, obviously, there's a lot going on there. And that is unique just in how they're stating that. Because you've got ACs, you've got GOSS, you've got uh, lasers, you've got all these different type, you know, missiles. Obviously, if they're having that much uh, physics and functionality, I think we're going to see something unique as far as, uh, you know, effects we may not have seen before. And... I mean, I, I find that nice that, you know, they've taken that into consideration. Yeah, you know, um, if, it, if they could do more and it would still be great, they would. Um, I think that they're doing what's going to And if you're wanting mass, you know, battles on massive scales, uh, Planet Side 2 will be coming out. Well, just like we were talking about earlier, right? I mean, the novels, some of the best ones that I think are small scale. And they've even stated that, you know? So, um, I'm all for it. So, and then we had Matthew Craig also pipe in, and he got into the, the technical aspects of it. Server and physics and stuff. And just sort of reiterated that the scale for which they're going for is best for the players overall. And again, just another... Even games like BF3... 
I mean, 64, you know, 32 on 32, even games like that. Um, so you, you can imagine that probably within another, I don't know, 10 years, you'll, you'll see a big leap uh, from scale as far as games and whatnot. But who knows? So we've got Brian Ekman, and he posted that there will be a playable demo at GDC. Now, this is a play on words, Brennan. You say playable. They said they'll be playing a demo, but that demo doesn't mean a demo where they actually a person can play, or it doesn't. It also, we don't know if that means a demo as far as like footage, you know, a demo reel of like what's going on with the game. I would hope. Yeah. Like Greg pointed out, I would hope, and I my speculation. So what you're saying is that it's it's it could be just in-game footage in the way that it's playable, as you press play to watch it. I mean, you know, <laughs> like a video. I mean, I, I'm just saying there's... When you say demo, um, does that mean player... Like, someone's going to be playing there and playing the game? I mean, God, I'd hope so if they're having... Um, well, you know, I hope that I find out first. Yeah, whatever. Just rubbing that in. Yeah, thanks. Kirk. Anybody what else? It, what, what it could be is that playable demo, but they have, like, maybe one of the development team playing it as the demo not actually letting it you know, or, sort of open to the public or what it is, is that the playable demo is up in their hotel room and they're just playing a video down at the booth <laughs> yeah we got a playable demo you can't see it well and you know if it's going to be a demo it'll at least have two people so yeah I think they'll have a booth where you know they'll be showing gameplay and um, dude if I get to sit down and play that game you know what <laughs> I'm going to say this live Screw you, Darren. Screw you. Uh, we may be doing, um, speaking of the playable demo in GDC, a live broadcast next Wednesday. So hopefully that's what will be going on. And E3 and GNG is looking at going to E3. Mm -hmm. Spoiler alert. So just throwing that out there. All right, guys, we're going to move on to the Facebook. And they basically said, keep an eye on the online Twitters. Um, about GDC. Obviously, as soon as something is released at GDC, it's going to be up on the web. Uh, probably within moments uh, with any games. I mean, any other games that are there as well. Um, it's sort of like the stepping stone from any new trailers or pictures or anything. So, as soon as Darren gets to see them, the rest of us will, hopefully. Or else we can all shoot him. I've got his address. We can find you. Alright. Uh, we've got Paul, and he uh, he talks about the trailer a little bit. Brennan, uh, did you uh, read that in depth? Yes. Um, basically, it's a post Paul's posting about uh, the trailer, and it's just basically 10 key facts uh, about the trailer. Uh, the first one being, yes, it's all in-game assets in the trailer. Uh, the second one, that is the actual heads-up display for the Atlas that we saw in the Sexy. trailer. Sexy! Yeah. yeah. Uh, two, uh, number three, it is a low altitude drop. So that's why we don't have eggshell. Yeah. Uh, four, it's a hunchback in the background. Five, it's a Jenner in the background. Six, no, this is not a pre-rendered video with post effects. It is all in-game engine. The same engine that? driving the game. That's why I was okay with it not being in-game footage, because technically it was. Shh. No, it's vaporware, remember? Troll -la 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 -la. <laughs> it's all a big old ploy conspiracy. 
You know, I didn't think about the, I mean, that that's a low altitude drop. I didn't even think about that because I was going, where are the pods? But uh, wow, high altitude drop? I want to see one of those. And for those who don't know what a high altitude drop is, let me just break it in real quick. Imagine an eggshell encompassing a object like a battle mech, and basically it protects the uh, battle mech from coming into re-entry, breaks away slowly, and then pops, and the mech is on free fall, then rely on usually uh, a, a pack, a jump, uh, jump jet pack to slow down the descent. Um, or also, if anybody played Planet Side, the way you jumped in to, uh, to the battles there, kind of same idea. It's, it's awesome. In, actually, sort of talking about those, my, my favorite ones were always like the uh, desk team squads coming through altitude, and they'd be in these little cocoons, they'd be in this like fetal position. It was really cool how they described it. But anyways, Brandon, continue. On focus, go. Uh, number seven being, uh, they do know that the term they used was not online, but unfortunately they couldn't change the audio in time. Wait, what? Number eight. It was, they said all systems nominal, uh, or they said all systems online instead of all systems nominal, and so uh, people were like, hey, you know. Um, Jesus. Of all know, things, right? come on, people. One thing, <laughs> one thing I never What's understood the was... With you? <laughs> One thing I never understood was that with that whole thing in mind, um, there's instances in the book where mech warriors were able to change it to their own preference. So you never know about that. Yeah, they had their own personal starting messages or whatever. Yeah. You know, I wasn't thinking about the wording. All I was thinking, it's that voice, it's that voice. I was I'm excited. just saying... If that's the one thing you're going to bitch about, <laughs> I mean... How much time? Wow. Yeah. But no, it, it was cool. Um, I did notice it as soon as they said it. But hey, you know what? Uh, things change, and I wouldn't care if they said online. I mean, nostalgia, I guess it'd be cool to say nominal. I'm sure we'll see that fixed. So, um, and, Number eight. <laughs> yeah. Number eight. Uh, we are sorry. We didn't realize you wanted to look at a naked dude in a vest. People are what? wanting to see. People are wanting to see the MechWarrior character and stuff, not just his hands. They wanted to see him because that's what matters, right? Oh, people! Oh, people! <laughs> Eve Online walk-in stations, really, really. Yeah, right. it sounds good now, but really. <laughs> All right, next. Number nine. You guys have no clue how close to gameplay you're actually watching. Oh. That's why I think this that little intro there. Imagine, I mean, you're doing a planetary assault. It's got to have like this little intro screen. I have a feeling it breaks away from there and shows you either landing or, you know, you hear the noise of you landing and then the battle starts. That's what I'm gonna throw out there. Just well, what I'm gonna throw out there is next week I might be playing the game. Just saying, dude. Really, <laughs> I will. Mute you. You're gonna hear that throughout today's show. Oh my god. Right. Well, we're well, all just counting down the days until you have a heart attack in that pod. I'm just saying. No, it's we're, probably going to happen. I'm going to sit here and talk about it to death, and then I won't be able to go. Karma, you know? <laughs> all right, well, uh, we're, we're going to move on to the next one. And we've got Garth, and he posted a 1v1 duel versus Paul. So this is Garth versus Paul. And uh, basically, the he, he makes a post, and basically the gist of it, final score... Um, Garth, 10 kills, Paul, 7. So... What were the mechs? They, they said it was mixed uh, amount, but the thing is, you couldn't um, change out mechs, meaning 
uh, you had to play in damaged mechs after the like if you won that damaged mech would still have to be able to you'd have right. to play in that damaged one so it looks like pink thunder <laughs> yeah not a whole lot of thunder there buddy pink fizzle it's all right many others will be just in your shoes <laughs> and you know hopefully the devs will be playing their game too because it's always and it, this sounds funny but Devs usually suck compared to the community, so uh, just throwing that out. That is a challenge, Paul. Yes, yes. Now you know that's because they spend the majority of their time making the game better for Which those of I us hope. that have yeah, no life yeah. and only play the game. I don't know if Sean might have a life. <laughs> well, now I do. Well, sort as of, you, yeah. as you, yeah, as you're podcasting from your girlfriend's basement. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's all right. Second, second story, whatever. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be moving on to community questions, and we've got Len Martin from Facebook, and he says, Would you consider a segment going over of some, uh, over some of what has happened via the timelines, something such as canon events, pre-clan invasion, reasons I'm asking is that I'd really like to know what's going on in the Macquarie universe without having to read dozens of books or more. Well, you know what, Len? We don't read the, the books. Time to yeah, we don't have the time to do that. Um, you're more than welcome to hop on TS3 and talk to the multiple nerds that I, myself included, can Actually, go there's, over. there's another option. He could go to sarna.net, S-A-R-N-A.net, and uh, just kind of type in the name of the book, go in order, and they give kind of a brief synopsis of each book, and you can get some history there. I mean, there are timelines out there. You can get, you can, you can find out what's happened before this point in uh, the BattleTech universe if you just you do know, a little research. No, I say you go and read because you're, you're, yeah, you may get an idea, but you're going to lose out. Go and read. Well, it depends on how fast a person reads. I, I'm just saying, in case he's not a fast reader, doesn't have the time to do it. There's ways out there to get the get the timelines and, and this understand is, what's this going on. Read, but still, you have to. It says so in the book. <laughs> <laughs> there you have it. So, Len, sorry we don't have enough time to answer your question, but let's just say it this way. Um, it's awesome there. Um, you know, I'm not going to ruin it for everyone else. There's mechs, there's fighting, and yeah. There's people with swords, mechs with swords, sort of, yeah. Anyways, we're moving on. Rick Bears, and he asks, I'd really like to know if we're ever going to get some new interesting news on the heat mechanics of mwo hmm that's actually a really good question rick i actually i don't know if that's really a question is that more of a statement i think it is uh do you guys agree i mean whether it's a statement or a question or are you <laughs> no i mean i i yeah yes, i'm learning interested. more about the heat mechanics would be cool um you know i i'm sure everybody has a little those should be but um, I want heat to be a, an issue. I want it to be something that people have to deal with constantly. And uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I want it to be more canon-like. Yeah, the more of a balanced thing it is, the better. Because I would, I really don't want to see alpha strikes online. I, I think we're to... really going to see information on the heat mechanics when we actually get into Mech Warfare month. You know, I would like to shoot a PPC and go, you know, make some coolant, coolant, of it. coolant, and you'll be fine and shoot it again. No, I don't want coolant. <laughs> no, I know. I yeah, don't like it. Anyways, I'm not going to comment. All right, Madcat246, who's actually here listening. What's up, Madcat? Um, his question is Paul's post about HUD number two. That is the actual HUD for that list. 
Does that mean we'll have different HUDs for different mechs? Yes. Now, granted, Indeed. I'm not a developer, but yes, you will have a different HUD for different mechs because the physical layout. I mean, did you notice all the little sub screens and whatnot? It that will change with every the, mech. Yeah. Not only that, you got to think about the modules as well. I mean, will the modules play a difference with the HUDs as well? You never know. Now, so, I mean, we also saw, um, think of the concepts of the uh, Hunchback cockpit. It was completely different layout, maybe similarities. And I think, from what I understood, is a lot of the new technology, I don't know what it's called, but it basically allows easy and quick integration of different systems like that um, to where it's, it's for the developers, it's relatively quick and aimless. Um, now, I don't know about the programming side, but I do know there's technology that incorporates that for games and just awesome tools. So, uh, yes, uh, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and say definitely Madcat that we will see that. So, um, I'd like to just say thank you guys for those who posted onto our Facebook page and website and MWO. Um, again, you guys can reach us a plethora of ways. We I go out there and make sure all the news and stuff, I mean, Darren go through. So uh, let's move on to MechWarrior Tactics. Now, they have already confirmed they'll be at GDC, but something you may not have caught is they're going to have a demo for the press. That's via their Facebook. So, I mean, first off, this thing was just announced, what, two weeks ago? And they're going to have a demo? Uh, yes, please, more. I'm press. Uh, you, yeah, Darren, <laughs> I'm just saying, um, one thing... So too, not only might I be playing the MWO uh, whatever demo, but I may be also seeing the demo for this. Hate me more? Do it. Really? Anyways, if anybody from the MechWare Tactics development team is listening, we would like to talk to you guys about getting a logo so we can link it on our site. Because we're talking about you. I'd like to be able to, you know, get a link. So let us know. So that's any everything we know about MechWarrior Tactics. MechWarrior Living Legends. Let me tell you, there is a, to put it bluntly, a shit ton of stuff going on right now. First off, the technical brief build rule spaces concept draft was released. Now, some people just thought, oh, you know, MWL, it's a quick and easy system. I think this opened people's eyes. It is a document, a PDF, multiple, multiple, multiple pages, and it breaks down on what the kind of system, how they created it, and some of the uniqueness. And I have a feeling we're going to see something similar, per se, of how uh, when you really look at MWOs and their concept. Because, let's face it, um, it's 2012. When you change a weapon out, you expect the geometry to change. They talk about that in the, the concept draft. Have you, any of you guys even looked at that? I gave it I a quick have not. run through. <laughs> I spent the time today to read it. Yeah, it's it's uh, one obviously. Um, I help out obviously um, with the the team, um, so I took the time to read it. And I mean, I knew uh, for the most part all of it, but there's actually a few key things that I didn't. So check it out. Um, you'll actually be sort of, I think, surprised in the 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 technicality and details in it. So second for MWL, we've got, um, and this is from King Lear himself, is they're testing uh, the RC2, release candidate 2. Um, this is going on Thursday, and everything so far looks good. Um, and it's going to include the Epona Hover Tank and TC Mirage. Um, 
always standing the aerospace channel is in balances the pass the initial pass is completed and uh, they're looking at incorporating it into the build rules so and for those who don't know tc uh, that's terrain control correct yes yes terrain control you've got test of strength which is sort of like team deathmatch you've got uh terrain control you also have uh solaris um arena um, matches yeah. arena and it's fun um and so Again, I think we talked about that. Um, they are looking for PR people. Um, it's sort of weird. They'll get a PR guy, and then he'll just like disappear. It's like so, the, <clears throat> the drummer in what's that band? Um, yeah, you're all too young. Never mind. What are you trying to say? Oh, that that. Uh... That's the sound of it going over our heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Never if mind, you guys know. PR, uh, video capture skills, the usual thing. Uh, they're also looking for a community manager, so check it out. Hit them up, uh, King Lair, on the forums. And the next thing we have is the Mech Commander Omnitech. Now, obviously, I uh, announced that I was helping work on this. Um, I actually stayed on DS3 and talked to a lot of the crew, um, or people who were listening of the uh, audience. Showed them a lot of the models, showed them some differences. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, just some key things to look out for in the future. Totally new mech lab. Completely different. Not the stock, you know, just sort of generic mech man or two. I, mech I think you should, yeah, so so that everybody knows, because, I mean, I know you have talked the shit out of a lot of people, but this is basically, a, uh, you're making a updated version of Mech Commander, correct? Well, I have joined the MCO team, and the MCO, MCO team... Mainly of two people, and that was Magic and Carl. And these guys, let me tell you, Magic. If you, uh, if any of you guys have played the Mech Commander Two, uh, you've always heard of Magic, Magic's mods and all that that he did. This guy's been working on it since like 2002. Um, but it's been pretty much one guy, and he's a he's a database programmer. So this so, is a pretty big deal. Anybody that's liked Mech Commander, the Mech Commander games, which Phil is a huge fan of, um, this is going to be. You know, big shit when it comes out. I mean, it's going to be oh, everything is going to look better, right? It's it's more than sort of. Uh, and I made a post today, and I'm really hoping people will enjoy the work that is already happening. But uh, MechLab, uh, new models, textures. I mean, you guys are going to be blown away. Obviously, if you go to their um, forums, you can see pictures of a current Mac that's in game and a model that I've done. And then, not to mention, on top of this. One of our listeners um, is actually, uh, who's here, is one of our new programmers. He is a Engine OpenGL guru. DX9 is looked uh, is being looked into, so you can think Shadows, AA. I mean, all the bonuses and things you can think of. So it's literally going to be a complete overhaul. Um, and I, it's one of those things, right? People are like, oh, we don't need fancy graphics or whatever. Well... The game needs a complete overhaul, and uh, the team is hard at work. Uh, there's a lot of stuff. Um, Basically, this is the next best thing to you know somebody like Piranha Games putting out the next Mech Commander product. It's going to be uh, it's going to be a lot of the stuff you loved about Mech Commander, but it's also going to have a you know a major facelift. Yes, and so one of the things um, you know, if you are a 3D modeler, animator, any of the, uh, another programmer, and you you love BattleTech, uh, you know, check out forums, make a post in the recruitment. Uh, we'll talk to you, see if you you know 
uh, got some skills and whatnot and get you on board. But it's a lot of cool stuff. So uh, just stay tuned. We'll get you more on that as it goes. So uh, just uh, be patient. Um, let's move on to MechWarrior Tactical Command. Right now, all we know is they'll be at GDC. I have spoken to, and this is via, um, directly to Edmund, uh, one of the uh, developers at Tactical Command. And they are definitely interested in being on the podcast. So, Edmund, if you're listening, can't wait to have you and or some of the devs on here in the future, obviously, after GDC, guys. So, uh, you know, you know that be aware goes of that. For, um, I don't think we've mentioned it, but that also goes for MWO. Everybody keeps saying get them on. Uh, I believe we will be able to do that after GDC. So we oh, are looking yes. into that. Oh, yes. It's in the works. So, obviously, they're just under NDA. So, you know. Uh, but uh, Tactical Command the devs same with not to mention <laughs> mech tech and solaris assault tech who will be at gdc who darren is uh you know uh, will be able to talk and hang out with now that being said um you know we didn't want to we heard rumors supposedly that people thought we got our 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 pass uh to get into gdc from flying to breeze that's just what i heard uh let me let me spoil something it was from actually it was from MechTech. Uh, the guys uh, we actually talked to him on TS3, super awesome, nice guys. And they said, you know, hey, you, you want you guys want to go? And boom, they had an extra pass. They're hooking Darren up. Um, and yep, still, kudos uh, to MechTech. They're awesome guys. So Vince, James, the other ones I met. Uh, I'm sorry, I forget your names, but I deal with James all the time and Vince. So um, thank you so much again for helping us out. Um, and hopefully, you know future e3 and stuff will will be there in mass uh, to cover whatever is going on and uh, one of the things i also i totally forgot for the mechware living legends there's actually something um interesting that's been in the works for a while but no one really knew of but if you go to the mechlivinglegends.net there's a little blurb incoming transmission i'm not going to spoil it for you but go ahead and read it um I think you guys would be surprised if you guys like uh, stuff like this, a little bit of feedback from the MWL crew and stuff. Again, don't want to spoil it for you, but uh, check it out. Give it a read. It only takes a few minutes. And, uh, yeah. We've got Infinite Game Publishing. Now, they've got a picture on their Facebook of a computer monitor with MechWare on it, asking us to guess what it is for. Um... Now, who, who found this one? Was this you, Brandon, or...? Yeah, this was me on Facebook. Coffin Nail also um, knows what it is. What it is, it's a Photoshop picture, but it's MechWarrior. It's, we know for sure it's not a banner, because that was my um, first guess at what it was. Do we, do we got a no, link while you're talking? I can see this? Um, yeah, see here. Let's see if I can pull up a link here for you, gentlemen. I mean, God, they just don't stop just just killing us inside i mean you guys really are sick people you know that i mean just the eh, i'm not really that sick i'm just a little bit sick in the head no, perhaps no i was, no. Saying, I was saying publishing <laughs> saying them. You. i mean we already oh, know you're, okay. you're screwed up i mean <laughs> okay so what are we this is a tiny little image what are we what's so How hard about this see anything you can't even see anything what like get a big version i mean let's <laughs> you're killing me here smalls oh shoot um let's see here Jeez. 
fail, 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 fail. So, anyway, so to it's this picture of a chair. Looks like two monitors, but we can't see anything. So, let's see if this is any better. There okay, we there we go. That's just the atlas. That's all it yes. is. That's oh, no, no, but what, what's that banner or whatever it is going to be used for is what they're asking. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's okay. online. It says MechWarrior Online with the Atlas. It's a neat office with a banner. Let's move on. Um, <laughs> God, I mean, it's like they see someone post one yeah, thing and it's yeah, like a conspiracy, yeah. right? And now, as we leave you today on the cusp of MechWarrior Resurrection at GDC, we present to you a tribute to all the old mech warrior games we know and love, and to fallen mech warriors everywhere. Fare thee well, my brothers. We'll see you on the other side. Mech warrior, cling thee not to this world, as it holds for you no more. But listen, listen for the song from afar, and heed the lilting call of the land that awaits. Let the final breath slip from your pierced chest, and your broken hands fall from the stick. Bend your bloodied brow to this life, and let tumble the shattered helm that once cradled your head. Leave behind these acrid smokes of the fields, these swirling battlegrounds of charred metal, bone, and flesh. Depart from the flashing fires that filled your eyes with destruction, and abandon the burning hulk of steel and crimson that was your mount. Hold not to this realm, but hasten, hasten down the twisting path to the mountains, to the dark mountains and beyond, and across the shimmering sea. Voyage then, voyage thee well, mech warrior, voyage thee well and long. Cross the great divide, and find the land that beckons with its siren song, where swords and strife cannot follow, nor can cruel laser and cold gauss reach where rolling hills of soft sun and velvet grasses embrace and quiet waters soothe your beleaguered soul. Then lay thee down, mech warrior, lay thee down in sleep, dream the dreams of victors, loose the silver cord, and find your peace complete. Fare thee well, mech warrior, fare thee well.